Ready? Yep. Welcome to Ox. I'm Bianca. And I'm Hannah. And we're just two 20-something-year-olds trying to figure it out. One awkward moment at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Ox. It's Hannah and B. We're here to wrap up our second season of the podcast. And first and foremost, we just want to say thank you. Yeah, so we just want to render just a big thanks um, and appreciate you all for listening and tuning in. We had some new people come on and join the, the Ox gang, and we had some old faithfuls stay with us in the midst of our crazy schedules. And so we just wanted to say thanks, let y'all know how much we have learned from one, from y'all and how much we're trying to learn for y'all and for ourselves and just sticking with us because we're awkward. It's been a really tough year um, mm. for all of us in our own ways. And it continues to be a really challenging and transformative year. And I think in spite of the fact that our, our podcast can sometimes touch on very playful topics, we also talk about the nitty gritty tough things of life and adulting. And if this was one year to adults, it was definitely 2020. And so thanks for coming on the ride with us. We're here for you as your sounding board and support system in the same way that y'all have been here for us. And so, yeah, we just wanted to get off the bat saying thank you and that we love you all and just continue to be yourselves Mm -hmm. um, in this awkward and trying time that we find ourselves in. Yeah, I mean, this season was definitely different just given whatever was happening in the world but also it was the first time that we had guests come on the podcast it was the first time we did instagram lives so lots of really fun exciting new things and i have to say like i loved talking to other people about just how they approach you know different forms of adulting i also loved doing instagram lives because in classic ox fashion (laughs) started off super awkward where we didn't realize we couldn't have three people on ig live so you know just like learning along the way but still being able to tell great stories and share great tips and you know tips and tricks for all of our listeners i know we had many a conversation about whether or not some of our topics were relevant or fitting for the time. And I think that every single guest that came on spoke to something that really built us up personally. And I know based on the comments that we've gotten have really encouraged y'all. And so it was cool to kind of bring in other voices at a time like this. Um, It just makes us realize that even in trying times, creativity and excellence and pushing for, you know, our own pursuits, whatever that may be, doesn't die out. And so, that was really dope for us, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, Han, talk mm-hmm. to me about some of your favorite topics that we hit on this season. Okay. That's hard because, honestly, I think everyone was so amazing, just full of so many gems. Mm. But I will have to throw it back to Shane Lloyd's episode mm-hmm. about, you know, navigating white spaces as a black or black person or a person of color. That, oh my gosh, that episode, l- editing it was fascinating because I'm like, ooh, we should keep this. Ooh, no, that. Like, <laughs> we should create a highlight of this. Like every si- single second, every sentence was 
Shane dropping gems, you know? Mm. So that definitely was like, for me, major highlight because it was also very topical. We recorded it a couple of weeks before any of the the protests started happening, but when we launched, it was maybe a week or two after, and so it was incredibly topical in terms of okay, what next? Like, how do we like keep keep this energy all year round? You know. I agree. I think having Shane as our first guest was also really timely and interesting. I think that Shane really made way for all the other guests that we had on and that most or all of the guests that we had on subsequently in some capacity had to navigate a white space and their identity and their pursuits in these spaces or combating Mm -hmm. these spaces. And so I think that he gave us a nice platform and foundation so that when we were chatting with other folks or at least listening to their stories, it made me think about how can people be rappers and lawyers um, and pursuing healthy relationships and pursuing financial wealth and being stylists in a world that doesn't celebrate them, right? In a world that doesn't encourage them, in a world that makes them oftentimes feel less than. And so it was just really nice for Shane to say like, yeah, like don't feel like that. Here are the books (laughs) and the tools and the resources to ensure that you get what you deserve and that your voices are heard. And I, I think, like I said, that was a great springboard. And Shane also is like a full-fledged professional, which I think everyone else who came on this season is working their way like into creating their own brand and identity. And I think Shane is just a little bit ahead of us. So it was nice to see something just kind of come full circle in that regard. Mm-hmm. So That's that when, point. you know, so that when I was listening to Sunia and Cindy, and Jan Zalapo, I was like, okay, like I see, I see the, the, the vision board here, you know, I see the brainstorming, I see the the way that y'all are chipping away at, you know, trying to be that millionaire, trying to meld the worlds of law and music and trying to talk about, you know, being in a purposeful, meaningful relationship in a time of Tinder, you know, bumble, which I'm not knocking, but y'all are, y'all see the point I'm trying to make and pursuing unconventional paths, like being a stylist, you know what I mean? It's particularly coming from a background where that's not necessarily the norm. And so I, I like I said, I can't say that I, I, there's one episode that I was like, Ugh, I love this more than others, but I think I was able to glean some really um, powerful moments from each of them. Like when I'm talking about, I don't have much money, but when I do get my money, I'm thinking about Sinea, you know, when I'm thinking about doing Ox and pursuing medical school, I'm thinking about Zalapo, when I'm thinking about my future, you know, and the person that I want to be with and how I want to craft my life and the intentionality of that, I'm thinking of Cindy, you know, when I'm thinking about how to stunt, you know, while being in med school and people are wearing white coats and sweatpants, I'm thinking of, yeah, you know, when I'm thinking about how I want to present myself and still remain authentic, I'm thinking about Shane. And so I think that this was the perfect set of people um, to bring on in this season because everyone has so much to offer um, and so much insight to just give off and so much virtue to give off. And yeah, I think it was formative for me. And so if they can come back on and just run the whole show, that that would be dope too. But I did, I did love each and every one of them. Totally agree. Totally agree. I felt like everyone had their own 
flavor um, and also just such passion about what they were talking about. It was so inspiring, you know, like after every single conversation, I was like, oh, I need to go read this book. I need to go, you know, fix my saving situation. Like I need to go, I don't know, fast for 30 366 days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get it right. Felt this, their, their passion really was was a strong call to action for me to mm-hmm. really reflect or, or, or take action in that mm-hmm. particular part of my life. But yeah, after Shane, who else, who did we have? We had Zalapo on, mm-hmm. you know, I think anyone who's listened to Ox since day one knows that we're always shouting out our homies who are talented, like Delapo. I think he got one of our first Glow Up Awards. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, his story is super unique and definitely resonates with me because I'm a person who doesn't like to be put into a box. I don't like to, you know, always do what's fully expected. I like to think about, you know, different ways that I can pursue my passion. So I love that he's just always been so true to himself and He's just so passionate about what he does, does it so excellently, and also has, you know, his academic pursuits as well, and is really looking at taking on the music industry from a really creative uh, and unique way that works for him. I agree. I'm just always in awe of Delapo. I mean, he's one of my great friends and brothers. And so there, it's hard to kind of <laughs> act like there's no bias here. But I think anyone who meets him can just note from the jump that he's such a visceral human being in terms of like his thinking and the way he behaves. And I appreciate that because whether it's being an artist or, you know, specifically a rapper and, or a lawyer, I mean, from surface level, it can seem like a very superficial pursuit, right? You're making a lot of money, you're getting a lot of clout. And so I think there's a bad rap for both, uh, no pun intended, both pursuits, because, you know, people just sometimes misinterpret people's um, intentions or their motives behind why they do these things. But I think anytime we talk to Delapo, it's like, no, there's like a bigger reason and bigger purpose for why I'm doing this. And I think if anyone else is like, yeah, I'm trying to pursue my rap and music career but I'm also like really in touch and intentional with being a lawyer I would be like okay like you're forcing it you know what I mean like you did the law thing because like you're trying to like you know make sure your parents are happy and you're doing the rap thing because you love it you know but for Delapo it just like makes sense like oh yeah like he knows classics he is like a renowned piano player He's a rapper and he's a lawyer. Like, it just makes sense. And so just to kind of get in his head, like we did on the episode, like we did on the Oct Talks, was just, I I loved it. <laughs> it just helped me realize, like, there's so much more to do in your own respective right, and you can do it. Like, there's no excuse to not be doing it. And so that's literally why I just love chatting with him. 100%, definitely. So next up, we had Samia. Um, from Flynance, which I think is still one of the most catchiest <laughs> um, brands ever. It's like we get both points of what you're trying to do, and no pun intended with the points. But yeah, so that was also another dope episode. How do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, so as a business school student, I think her brand really resonates with me because 
business school students really are out here acting like we already made the money, we got the coins, and, you know, perhaps for a lot of people that is the case, because you don't know who, like, you know, some one percenters up in here. But <laughs> for a lot of us, you know, we're, we're on these loans and all of that, but we also want to take advantage of this moment and travel as much as possible, you know, network, make friends and have these experiences, but there's a smart way to do it. Mm. So I really appreciated, I really appreciate Samia's platform because as someone who, you know, wants to be thinking long-term, but also wants to make sure I enjoy life, this provides a, just a smart way to navigate both both things like traveling, but also managing your finances. And I think it's super unique and, and important to put those things together because you do always see these travel bloggers, you know, Ooh, what a lit lifestyle out here taking these great drone photos, but how are you affording that? You know, we're not all going to be travel bloggers that, you know, get paid to go on these trips. So it's cool that she's being transparent about her goals. I love that. I think the most is the transparency, but then in general, the platform and, and just the gap that it fills is incredibly inspiring. Yeah. I think seeing a black woman, a young black woman at that pursue such bold financial goals while not skimping out on like the luxury of life and whatever manner that means to you was just really inspiring because I think we get kind of pigeonholed into this idea of like if you want to be wealthy later you need to be frugal now and it's like no you need to be smart now but you shouldn't also like not enjoy life now because who knows right if you're going to make it to that 65 that people are feeling to get to because that's just the reality of life and so I appreciate appreciated Sunia for that just her intentionality and the fact that she realized she needed help and sought out that help I know she spoke very highly about her life coach Petra and she just saw something in her and like was like no I need that I need that help I need that support and that's something that I think that we can all benefit from, particularly in our in our young in our twenties, in our young adulthood, in that like, yes, we are adults mm-hmm. now, but like we don't know everything. And we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we're trying to navigate this life by ourselves when we've been getting so much rich knowledge and wisdom from people who have maybe made mistakes or who haven't made mistakes or whatever the case may be, but are willing to offer us that support. And so I think beyond, you know, the basis of finance, I just so appreciated that tidbit. Cause you know, you hear about people getting life coaches and in my mind, I was like, Oh, people get life coaches when they're like older and you know, she's our age. <laughs> so and her seeing her pursue that was just like, okay, like it's okay if I don't know how to do something or if I need validation or support or affirmation, like I can get it from someone else, an external person. So. Yeah, I, I also loved hearing about the life coach. I was like, oh, wow, I guess, <laughs> I, guess I could use one of those. Yeah, Definitely. So next we had our girl Simbi of Sim Inspired on the show. And Simbi really just, you know, (laughs) sort of broke the, I don't know, perception of dating that I've had for a while. And she's just like, yo, I'm going to take this whole year and it's a leap year. So this whole 366 days, really just like, not just be single because you are single, but like to literally intentionally be like swatting men away, not thinking about them. 
and just betting herself and doing what she needs to do, getting right with God, all of that. That was cool because she's young too. And it's like, young people don't be thinking like that, <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So I just thought hearing her story was pretty cool. And she seems to be doing really well, like in her current relationship. I think having that time to really focus and ground herself probably, probably put her in a good place for where she's at currently. I agree. I just appreciated her because I feel like if to, it's a very bold step to say like, okay, I'm going to wait on God <laughs> concerning a relationship. I think it gets a really bad rap, particularly in this time where if you wanted, you could get somebody like immediately, you know what I mean? But I think her point of waiting on, you know, God's best for you really resonated with me. And it just gave me a lot of pause and peace in my heart about like not rushing things for the sake of saying that with somebody you know because if you're if you want every single aspect of your life outside of your relationship to be intentional how much more your relationships you know and that goes beyond you know romantic relationships it goes into your friendships you know and so I appreciate her saying like okay I know what like I can get on my own right let me see what I can get with God. And I was just like, okay, girl, like I see you and I support that. And, you know, to this day, I'm like 366 day fast is a long time, but I'm like, also it's not, (laughs) I've been doing that unintentionally for a while, so it's fine. But to (laughs) to be intentional about it, I think is something that she really inspired me to do. And it also just goes to show that like when your relationships are good, it really does impact the things around you at least per our conversation. So yeah, I really, really appreciate her. And I was definitely inspired by Cindy. <laughs> definitely. Last but not least, we we met with Yah, the closet fairy, and stabbed by Yak. Yah's my cousin, if you guys didn't pick up on that in the episode. And um, just listening to her story is is really cool because... You know, she's had this passion and interest in fashion for a long time, but just being, you know, children of African immigrants, it's like you can do one of three things. We all know what those options are. She's like, but I really want to do this other thing. So it was cool just hearing her talk about, you know, her going through the motions in school, but then knowing that she can be great doing something that's a little bit more unconventional. And I've just seen her. I've seen her just doing her thing on Instagram. I actually got her to style me for my birthday, which was pretty lit. I felt so good. (laughs) It was like really cool. I just told her like the vibe I was going for, the like my my body concerns, if that makes sense, like what I want to accentuate, what I don't want to accentuate. And it was awesome just like getting her suggestions and the end result was not the the full look that she gave to me, but it was, mo- it was inspired by Yak, <laughs> I would say, but it was altogether a great experience. And she even just launched her, her website where she's got um, some actual pieces you can buy. Like she's doing things. So it's, it's so cool to see even the progress that's been made since we, we recorded that episode. Yeah, I'm waiting on my outfit too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I was just, I think our conversation was really fun. And so I liked that. It was a very easy conversation to have with her. I didn't feel like we were interviewing her. And I appreciated 
the conversation one because I think that you and I are taking very traditional paths, you know, in our educational pursuits, you know, like for the most part, we're doing the whole grad school yes. thing, you know, <laughs> making our parents proud. They're not worried about job security type of thing. And that's what they, they want. But like other pr- professions that go against the norm or what at least we're used to are so important too. Because at the end of the day, doctors, business people, folks in marketing, lawyers, you know, everybody needs an outfit to wear. And so you can have those degrees and you can have that profession, but you can still not feel good about how you look, you know? Um, So I think it was just so cool. I was like, she is making people feel really good about themselves. And that's literally like three quarters of the battle, just feeling good when you wake up and you put on clothes. And you spoke to the fact that you told her like what you want to accentuate, what you don't want to accentuate, you know? And so if you're wearing something that doesn't feel good to you, how then can you be your best self, you know? Because you're Mm -hmm. concerned about how you look. And so I really just appreciated that about our conversation because it was like, this is just really fun to her, but it's also an intentional, I keep saying intentional, but I think that's a theme of everyone we've interviewed. Like everyone is so intentional about what they're doing. Again, intentional about making people feel really great about how they look, especially in a time like this, you know, when people are, you know, just being like terrorized essentially for their looks, you know, she's going out on a limb and saying like, no, like put this on, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel sexy. You're going to feel confident. You're going to feel handsome. And by virtue of that, you're really dispelling and just kind of combating a lot of that external commentary that you get from the world. And so I think her role and the role of stylists in general sometimes go unnoticed unless we're talking about the Met Gala or some type of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, big, you know, presentation of of people. But the day-to-day also matters, you know. That's why we have the rental runways. That's why we have all of these subscription boxes. Like, people will subscribe and people will buy into the idea of someone helping them feel like their best self. And so I was just really impressed and really just in awe of what she was doing. And I was like, go ahead, girl. You were to make people look good. So, yeah, I, I was here for the closet fairy and I can't wait for her to just you know emerge even more from what she's doing all right B so it's really it's really been an, an amazing season but we cannot wrap up this season without ending on some awkward moments now I know in these past couple months you have had to have had at least one awkward story so spill the beans girl okay so I don't even know where why I was in the city at this point I don't know what I was doing but I had gone to the city this is like a month ago right before I came up to school and I got on the ferry and I hadn't been on the ferry for literally months and I just sat in my regular corner because it was empty and they had like demarcated places where people couldn't sit because of COVID and I was like this is great because like I've been you know participating in social distancing but like now it's like you know it's something that people have to abide by in the uh, on a larger scale 
Anyways, I had these like slippers on and this man came and sat in the seat, a couple of seat away, seats away from me. He kept looking at me and I was like, mm, okay, who, what kind of New York City Bianca am I trying to be like friendly Bianca, rude Bianca, like headphones Bianca. So I had my headphones on, like looking at my, my phone and I just could see through my peripheral vision that this man was like talking to me. And so like, I like looked up and he's like, oh, I like your shoes. And I was like, okay, thanks. And Long story short, I don't know how we got into this, but he started telling me, he was like, hey, your feet probably hurt because of the shoes. And I was like, there's slippers, but whatever. And he's like, I'm really good at, what is the, the term? <sighs> I'm blanking on the term, but it's basically like tight spot, pressure points. Yes, pressure points. And no, noticing them and like kind of, yeah, um, freeing them um on people's bodies and i was having a moment i really don't know what possessed me but if you know me you know that i have a tendency to kind of do these type of things so this might not be awkward it might just be like oh yeah bianca's doing this again anyways long story short this man was like oh like i can show you like the pressure point thing so in my head i thought he was going to like just like tell me what to press on my own foot so he was like put your foot on the chair so i put my foot on the chair and before i knew it my honey i can't wait and tell you the story but yeah it's amazing before i knew it my foot was in this man's hand and he was leaving me alleviating me of my pressure points what in the world yeah it was really weird and awkward but honestly speaking it also really works like i my feet did feel a lot freer, so like he wasn't lying about that. But yeah, that happened. I can't believe I didn't tell you. Yeah. So. Wait, did you say this on the ferry? This on the ferry, girl. And I was tight uh, because like everything happens to you on this ferry. Yeah, it's, like, it's twenty-five minutes of my life. Yeah. What? Mhm. Yeah. So that's that. But yeah. How did this encounter end? Well, he was like, he, he asked me what my name was. I gave him my alias, which I can't tell y'all just in case people are looking for me. But I told him my alias and he was like, well, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a nurse, you know. And he was like, oh, your feet must hurt a lot. And I was like, yeah. He was like, it must be really tough in COVID times. And that's when I started feeling bad because I'm like, I haven't been doing anything. Like, I'm not a nurse. Like, uh-huh. I have not been saving lives. But anyways, he was like, yeah, like, if you want, I can give you my number. So, like, if you, like, you know, need this more. And I was like, sir, I'm I'm literally all set. Like, I wasn't even expecting you to do what you did. Didn't really want it, but we're here now. So, no. So, then I got up. And then he, like, walked away. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's uh, one way to approach a woman. Interesting. How about you? <laughs> All right. So my story is not a a story as I feel like it's typical with me. But so this summer I have been interning, as you know, and interning this summer is kind of weird because I was supposed to be in person, but I am instead sitting at home on Zoom all day. And I was finding that I was having these meetings with like my manager or like really important people. And <laughs> this really embarrassing thing kind of happening to me. I'd be like in in the conversation, like talking or listening. And then all of a sudden my eye would start tearing up. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And I'm just like, you know, continuing to try to be professional, but my eye is, what's the word? sabotaging me (laughs) so I'm either telling a story or listening to a story and it's literally just one eyeball it's the left eyeball 
just tearing up and and just tears falling down my cheek while I'm talking to my manager about analytics or something random. I'm just like, why is this happening? This happened with my manager. It happened when I did customer interviews. I'd be listening to someone telling me pretty personal things in these customer interviews. And I'm like tearing up. And luckily in those situations, it's if was like, oh, she's so empathetic. <laughs> but in the situations with my manager, it was super awkward. And like, they definitely noticed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why is she crying right now? We're literally talking about numbers. She's really passionate. <laughs> Honestly, I, it, it was just, it's just an embarrassing trait. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why. Thankfully, when I wear my glasses, it's a little less noticeable. But Mm. the other day, I caught someone rubbing their own eye, and I was like, oh, gosh. Mm. (laughs) Transmitted. Oh, man. (laughs) Hilaire. But I don't think we'll ever be short for awkward moments. So if you guys have one thing to look forward to on this show, it'll be these weird, random, awkward stories. All right, so what can the people expect from our next season? Hmm. So, you know, we're always about being bigger and better. And so next season will be very similar to what we started on season two. We'll be bringing back guests, chatting about some more things. Because, you know, at the end of this thing, we're trying to be adults. You know, we're not sure when that end point is, but... At some point, we hope to be confident in our adulthood. So, yeah, definitely some more interviews, a lot more engagement on social media. So please check us out if you haven't already. Yeah, and just learning and living. Mm, I love that, learning and living. Yeah, no, also, it's a community, right? It's about y'all at the end of the day. Of course, we are learning in the process, but we want to bring great content to you. So, Hit us up in this downtime. We are always looking at our DMs. We, by design, will have like a month or so off where we're just preparing and building and creating for y'all. So this is the perfect time to let us know what you want to hear. And we'll probably be putting out some content on IG over that time too. But season three is going to be bigger and better than ever. What she said. (laughs) (laughs) awesome well this season has been so amazing y'all as always thank you we love you so much and you'll be hearing from us very soon yeah also we just want to acknowledge um and recognize all that's gone on in this past year it's it's still very trying and if it's not one thing it's another and so again we're just reiterating the thanks and the appreciation for sticking with us because more than y'all know you've really been a support and a source of encouragement for us in pursuing this this podcast and we want you all to know how much we love you and that we're doing this and we hope that it gives you as much peace and joy as it gives us Mm